0: nerdy hi everybody welcome to raw and nerdy the first episode i am joe the widget i am one of the three hosts on this podcast joined as always now and forever mr rook what's up everybody let's get to it and mr archon
1: hey everybody let's get nerdy
0: so we want to give you guys a little bit of rundown of who we are what this show is going to be about I am, like I said, Joe the Widget. I've been podcasting for about 10 years. Um, We do another show, me and these two other awesome guys, called Starfield Raw. I would recommend checking out, especially if you're a video game fan, and especially a Starfielder if you've been thinking about getting Starfield. Starfield Raw. I have been a nerd all my life. I am mostly in that nerd category of what you would call a gamer. So I'm into all video games, board games, tabletop games... You name it. And I love fantasy and sci-fi, especially when it comes to my TV and movies. It's tend to what I stick to a lot. So I'll be getting in that a lot. And this show is going to be broken down into several categories, like what our week is in the, in, in the nerd world, what we've been up to, what we've been doing. Um, movies, TV, games, anything in the news about nerds and much, much more. And we will be having periodic guests come on the show. Rook.
2: What about me? <laughs> What's up, everybody buddy? Yeah, um... Joe is the gamer nerd. I would say I'm the all-around nerd. I've got cut my teeth in video games, obviously. Um... Then I've rolled into... Trading card games. Magic Gathering, Pokemon. Dabbled in Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh... D&D and other tabletop games. I'm well-versed in World of Darkness, D&D, GURPS, and a few others. Um... I also love sci-fi and everything else, so I am really excited to talk about this. I think this is going to be a great show, and I can't wait!
0: Yeah, we've got way too much to talk about tonight. It might be a long one for our inaugural episode, and I forgot to mention that I am an ex-video game designer, and I'm a published fantasy author. Archon?
1: <laughs> uh, well, I'm I'm kind of a lot like Rook here. Um, I'm more of an all-around nerd. Um, I've always been really into video games my whole life as well. Um, I cut my teeth on Nintendo back in the days. Played my first Nintendo and I just couldn't get enough of it. Worked my way into like the old school MUDs. Um, I was big, big, big into um, collecting Magic the Gathering cards, playing those type of games. I've never really gotten into D&D, but I'm not ruling that out um i'm actually looking at learning how to play that and getting into my first D game here soon
0: we'll get him in there and he'll be hooked for life
1: <laughs> uh, i've been uh an mmo fan my entire life i've played probably every single one that's ever been released um was huge 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 into everquest back in the day i've just kind of done a little bit of everything big into movies your Marvel movies, your fantasy, everything you can think of. I'm the guy that will just randomly quote things from movies all the time. And just, I know just about every quote you could probably throw at me. So, yeah, that's me. Uh, one of my
0: weaknesses is I'm not a big super superhero fan or
2: comic book or anime. See, see. That's okay. You don't have to like those. Because I got the anime and some of the comics covered.
0: Well, I figured that. That's why you guys are my, are my fellow hosts. Because we get more, of, more rounded out together.
1: And I don't think there's a superhero movie made I haven't seen. So.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, like I said, we're going to be bringing on various hosts. And one thing that we really value, especially what we're to do massively on this show, we do it somewhat with Starfield Raw as well, is we want your guys' interaction. We have a Discord that is starting to pop. We got a lot of people going on there. And we talk to you guys constantly about different nerdy things, different video games, you name it. We get a lot of our um, our content from you guys. And we have an email. We'll get into the, we'll, we'll give that to you at the end of the show and things like that that you can email in with any kind of comments or anything you want to talk about. Let us know. We might put it on the air. But for now, let's get in. I think that covers everything, right?
2: Yeah, it pretty much covers all of our intros. Yep.
0: Alright, that was a long intro because it the first episode. Next um, next week, we're going to be releasing this show every Monday, every Monday morning, on all your podcast apps out there, which you probably know because you already found the show because you're listening to it. I'm going to shut up. Moving on, how was your guys' week going?
2: My week has actually been not very interesting in the uh, nerdy world. I'm actually fitting... Starfield where I can. Um, My D&D game, I party wiped. It sucked. But it it was a situation where we knew we were going to get party wiped because uh, we technically party wiped and should have ended the campaign the previous week session. You guys found a
0: way past it, and the DM decided you're not going to survive this time?
2: No, actually, the DM is the one that gave us a second opportunity to try to pass it because he made a homebrew that takes place after the rhyme of the frost mating campaign setting but uh we party wiped so we are cr- creating new characters on the next session and we're going to go into the homebrew stuff and he's going to create the story on how the events unfolded when the party wiped
0: it's funny it's like when i play video games that are rpg based like starfield i don't put too much time and effort into my character I, I build it pretty much how i want it and i, I move on when it comes to D D, though it's one of my favorite things is that character creation
2: oh uh, it is D is great with character creation i love it but uh i treat all rpgs like a D character creation Party creation for me is actually pretty good. I enjoy it. Especially if you're not trying to balance the party and you're just letting the other players select what they want to play as. Yeah. That's what we did with this D&D group. We all just picked what we wanted to play. That's what I do every
0: time I DM is just let, let my players have fun.
2: Oh, yeah. And it's great. And I love it because it makes the whole game, you got whole new challenges if you got a group that doesn't have a dedicated cleric or a dedicated tank, and instead you have a cleric that's trying to tank. (laughs) (laughs) I've had
0: groups that were nothing but spellcasters before, and that was amusing watching them trying to survive everything. It's like, I'm so into this kind of stuff. Like, I have two D20s that sit on my desk. And every morning I roll them to see how, what kind of a lucky day I'm going to have. Most of the time it's ones and twos, but, you know. <laughs>
1: I just keep one right in my pocket just because you never know when you might need to know if it's going to be a good day or if it's going to be a good choice. I mean, hey. Should I get that lottery ticket? There's Blue only two. one. There's only, no. <laughs> there's only one logical way if you're a nerd to decide whether you should do something or not, and that's to pull the D20 out of your pocket and give it a roll. It has to be more,
2: a D20. I do more of the comic version comic book version of that decision making, I two-face it. If it's a two-choice decision, I flip a coin. Heads one answer, tails the other. Now, if it's one where I got multiple things, I will well, if you're find gonna
0: go, a D6. If you're gonna go like really into it, like, okay, I'd rather do this one, so I'm gonna give it advantage. So, <laughs> it needs a 13 or higher to do the other choice. <laughs> Not now, usually it's
1: just odds and evens, but, uh,
0: so oh, you see, know. I always if I, if I'm not doing that
2: it's a 10 split, 1 to 10, 11 to 20. Yeah.
1: I was sure even what
2: I go with most of the time just because it's easier to see and recognize right off the bat. Without even thinking about it, one through ten, I find one through twenty. I find myself thinking, "Oh wait, no, that's good because it's below <laughs> 11.
1: Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna be very successful in D and D because I can't do the one to ten and ten to or eleven to twenty thing because I always roll high.
0: I always roll low. <laughs> so I was yeah, playing I Baldur's Gate earlier, and Rook was on Discord with me, and it was a check of that required a two or greater. I rolled a one. So the very one thing I could roll that would destroy it, I did, and it happens to me religiously. I'll get more on that a little bit later. So what else you got going on, man?
2: See, I have Will Wheaton's um, luck. If it requires a high roll, I'll low roll. I'll roll low. If it requires a low roll, I'll roll high. <laughs> I, Dude, I've met Will. He's a pretty cool guy. You ever want to see? His curse on Die Rolls. He is a guest host on uh, Critical Role, and oh my God, his Die Rolls are horrible.
1: (laughs) Kindred spirits. Mm -hmm. Unless he's rolling against uh, Sheldon Cooper, then for some reason he just always seems to win.
0: (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) One of my favorite TV shows of all time.
1: I love that show.
2: Other than that, most of the nerdy conversations I've had Tend to deal with the uh, raw nerdy channel on our Discord. Uh,
0: if you guys want to get join our our Discord, it's Discord.gg forward slash raw podcasts. Mm-hmm. Pretty and simple.
2: It's yeah, be a awesome lot of because it's nerdy. It's very it's, very nerdy. Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of like minded people. We're trying to build that community where you can go in and just find friends.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. As one of the members said, it's the
1: family you never knew you had. We've actually already found a lot of really good friends in there, too. So, yeah. it's, it's really nice.
0: One of them we're going to be bringing on the show in the very near future. Yep, Hopefully. Yeah, maybe next episode we'll see. But, yeah. A turned
1: a to guest host.
0: Yep, she's on the list to join it. My son has asked to join the show for an episode or two. I'm mm-hmm. going to let um, Archon and Rook decide if they want that.
2: But, anything else for your week? Not, not really. Not for me, anyway.
1: Hey, my week has been kind of i've kind of been in a limbo this week because you know i've I've been playing starfield obviously gotta play starfield but uh other than that like i've been looking for a game to like fill the void because i can't play nothing but starfield because otherwise i'll burn out too fast so i'm trying i've been trying to find something to fill the void um on uh tuesday so the day after this releases uh the new patch for diablo comes out new season That's really where I'm looking to spend my time, but I needed something for this week, so I've kind of been dabbling in a bunch of different things. A lot of stuff on the Xbox Game Pass. Um, I played a game on there called Grounded. That game's actually kind of fun. Uh, You basically get trapped in a backyard, and you're shrunk, and you got to, like, survive. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: pretty cool. Honey, I shrunk the the video game?
1: Honey, I shrunk the video game, yeah, pretty much. Um, And then... uh, Let's see, I, I pl- I've been playing a little bit of Lies of P. That game is, if you're a fan of the Dark Souls series, that game's pretty cool. Um, I haven't really got too far into it yet because I didn't really have a whole lot of space on my computer, but now I just recently bought a four terabyte hard drive, so now I think I'll, I'll be all right. Solid state. So I got some space now where I can play a few more things.
0: And that reminds me professionally, I'm an IT specialist too. And Rook works on aircraft and avionics. Yeah, so.
2: well, well, I'm a supervisor now. I moved up yeah. in the world.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm trying to not ever have to go to work again. Because I hate my job and I wish it would. I, I just want to do
0: this full time.
1: That'd be great. Uh, I would That'd love to great. do this full time. Make full-time. that happen, guys. Make that happen, guys. Mm-hmm. Please make that happen. Give us a five star review.
2: If I could yeah. talk nerdy all the time, I'd be happy. Talk Heck nerdy? Yeah. Have you guys heard that song, Talk make Nerdy content. to Me? Yeah. I don't think I I've heard Talk Nerdy to me, but I just recently was listening to uh, White and Nerdy from Weird Al. Oh,
0: one of my yeah. all-time favorites. I'm a huge White and Nerdy fan. <laughs> not not White and Nerdy fan, but Weird Al himself.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, that's what this show, like the name of this show is loosely based off.
0: Hey, uh, Weird Al, if you want to um, come on our show, just say the word. Reach out to <laughs> us. You'll be on oh. like that.
1: Yep. I would love our intro to
2: be a song, uh, raw and nerdy, created by him. <laughs> that would be amazing. I'd
1: be all over it. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just recently, yesterday, bought a 49 inch curved ASUS monitor and I am in love. I kept so, trying to tell him, like-
0: man, once you go curve, you don't go back.
1: As soon as I got that thing hooked up and everything, the very first thing I did was uh, downloaded the new Forza Motorsport, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> dude, I get, you get so immersed in this monitor, I swear it's like playing virtual reality, I'm sitting there hitting these turns and I feel myself moving in my chair, like, in the directions of my turns, like I'm actually driving, it's, uh ugh want to talk about nerdy i straight <laughs> nerded out i don't know well, if, I
0: got if, if a racing game is nerdy i'm sorry it is it's a video game
2: no I, I would uh i want to get 3 of those lg uh, galaxy monitors those curved ones because mm. uh, according to their website you can link 3 of them and have a full 180 degree view in games you can do that with a lot I, of them yeah
1: i don't I don't know if I could do three just (laughs) this thing is like looking at this thing I just if it was any no I'd probably get motion sickness or something (laughs) that's the problem I have with VR is
2: when you're sitting still and you have motions it's like uh, my body's not enjoying this too much (laughs) Uh. Uh,
1: yeah other than that I mean I've okay that's all the new games that I've been playing just waiting for Diablo 4 to finally get good again with the next season. Apparently, they're supposed to fix everything that they should have put in the game originally. And looking forward to it. So,
0: I had a pretty rough week with my dad having surgery. He had triple hernia, and it wound up being worse than we expected. But uh, he's recovering nicely. I'm taking care of him. And when I, I haven't been able to do any gaming or anything like that for most of the week, but Yesterday, about half the day, and then all today, I have been. I did Starfield like usual yesterday. You want to hear about that? Go listen to Starfield Raw. Um, But I've been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate 3. I know Rook and I play it on Sunday nights together. Sundays when I can get over there. And it's an absolute blast, especially doing split-screen co-op. It is so much Mm -hmm. fun. I was playing as a a ranger on my individual playthrough, and I made too many bad choices. So, my party was getting their buzz hand to them every fight. It was just getting on my nerves. So, I remade, re-rolled and made a monk, and I'm just destroying everything. I went past my previous play in less than a quarter of the time. And I'm currently in a fight with literally 20 goblins, and I have two left. And my entire party is alive and well. So, <laughs> and so let, I'm, me ask,
1: let me ask you a question. While you were helping your dad and stuff and away from games, how long did it take before you started getting the twitches?
0: About six hours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, you held up that long. I need my long games. Long. So that's
2: where being an anime and Star Trek nerd and Star Wars nerd and all that helps out because then I'll just play YouTube videos of all that or Crunchyroll or whatever. Sure. When yeah.
1: Now turn on Twitch and watch somebody else play video games.
0: <laughs> yeah, hey. I wish I could have, but the hospital had terrible reception. No uh, signal.
2: They had no wi uh, Their Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi
0: was garbage, too.
2: Uh, it was like 10 megs rough. by
0: one. It was terrible. Makes sense you
2: take your book with you.
0: Yeah, 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 I should. Um, so one of the things we're going to be doing periodically in this show is our special discussion topics. And tonight, we are going to kick it off with our top 10 favorite video games of all time. And we each have our own list because we obviously each have our own taste in video gaming, so you're gonna get a, a good idea about what that is. And um we're gonna start off with Rook.
2: Roll it. I want, I want D- Roll a D twenty. I want you to I yeah, want the roll, roll it.
1: It. <laughs> Who's what? Eleven. Yeah, but who's what? Like how do you you get
0: Oh I mean, yeah, you know what? I'll do a I'll do a D four. No, let me see here. Three of us is hard.
2: Um, <laughs> Roll a G6. Roll a D6. One through three for each of us.
0: And the number was a five, but we, oh, we don't know who's who. So
2: on my screen, it shows Archon top, me middle, you bottom. So one, two, three, that order.
0: Then it would be me. No. Four or five. It It'd be me. Up. Oh, okay. We, okay. I see how you're doing it. Yeah. Well, see, I was already premonic. I was already new. I was was psychedelic. I knew.
2: Yeah, but we're nerds, man. You got to do it the right way. (laughs) Fair. All right, so my top ten starts with a game from Super Nintendo era. Um, It's the game that has my fondest memories, and um, it's a lot of time me and my mom spent when we were growing up. And it's Breath of Fire. It's it's an RPG, a Japanese RPG.
0: Let me just clarify that the original Breath of
2: Fire.
1: The original Breath of Fire. Number one, okay. Solid choice, solid choice. Breath of
2: Fire 2 is also... I, I don't like anything past Breath of Fire 3. Um, but if I had to put them in order, 1, 2, 3 would be the order I play. Because Breath of Fire 1, you turn into a dragon and stay the dragon the entire fight.
0: Did you already? <laughs> did you put in honorable mentions?
2: Yes, I have honorable mentions. Yes. I had two as well. I have one, two, three, four, five... Oh, Six. Really? Six. You'll, you'll see why. All right, the second uh, the second number two on my list Wait, is...
0: wait, Are you, did you do the top first and then go down?
2: Yeah, I'm going...
1: 10 and work your fine, way fine, fine, end.
2: starting at 10 is Legend of Zelda Link to the Past from Super Nintendo. I actually really like that game. I can agree
0: um, with that. That was... I don't care for Zelda too much. I know people are going to crucify me, but that is
2: one of the ones I really like. Out of the two, I like. I actually like that one more than... um, What was this last one that came out? Tears of the Kingdom?
1: No, Breath of the Wild. Oh, that's the second to last one that came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, Number nine for me is StarCraft. StarCraft one. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, because I love RTSs. Ace Combat 4 Shattered Skies. That was the one that got me into the Ace Combat series. Is that your number eight? That's number eight. Number eight is Ace Combat 4 Shattered Skies. I love it. It's the first game where I played that wasn't a flight simulator, where I could fly the F-14 Tomcat in combat. Uh, Number seven is Star Trek Online. I've been playing that game since launch. I think your <laughs>
0: list is very obscure, and most people would not put some of those games in.
2: Probably not.
1: But, but it's his list. It but is, exactly. I mean, it is my list. This is the, awesome. I, this is why I wanted to do <laughs> this this week, because this is great. Now,
2: number six for me is Dragon Age Origins. Not Inquisition, but Origins. Uh, it was fun. It got me into the game. Um, and I remember more about Dragon Age Origins than I do Inquisition, and that's the reason why it's there. Now, <laughs> five and four are technically more than one game, but since the re-releases are one game, on um, classifying as one game. And number five is the Halo Master Chief collection. You're popping
0: out. <laughs>
2: I, 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 I'm popping out. I'm copping out, but the reason why I'm putting the collection in there is I love the story. I've read the novels um, by Eric Nyland, and I've played every game except for Infinity. And the only reason why I haven't played Infinity is because I haven't downloaded it onto this PC yet. Then, um... 4 is Mass Effect Legendary Edition. And the reason why I'm putting that entire one in there is they did the changes to where they all match the games. So, it's more go with your flow, great story, all that. Now, number three, Archon mentioned earlier, and that's Star Wars Galaxies. That was the first MMO I played that I liked and got me into the guild that is like my family. And it is the most open world game I've ever played. Uh, When it was at its peak, it was player driven economies. It was building your own ships. It it was just so awesome. Uh, number two is Elite Dangerous. And uh, 1,369 hours doesn't tell you how much I like the game, then nothing will. <laughs> and then, um, before I go into number one, which y'all already know, I'm going to mention my honorable mentions. Starfield. It's a top 15 game for me, not a top 10. But that's only because it's still pretty new. Pokemon, red, blue, and yellow. Because it was the start of the series. And I would still go back and play those religiously. Uh, Next is Metal Gear Solid. Because it's the best stealth game I've ever played at the time. And I still think it's better than Thief. And Then we have two flight simulators uh dcs microsoft flight simulator both of those because one's combat i would have
0: never guessed you were into piloting games
2: i thought about putting armor core on this list because it's a mech piloting game but i thought i thought better of it it's more of a top 20 game for me and then lord of the rings online just because i've been playing that since launch and a lot of my friends still play that and then my number one pick breath of fire and that will always be my number one pick no matter what because of the memories with that game all right, Archon.
0: So you're, five, you're four through six. I'm one through three to give myself an advantage here. And it's four you're going.
1: Oh, bummer. <laughs> All right. Um, I have a few honorable mentions. I'm going to mention them first because that's how you're supposed to do a top ten list, Rook. Um, hey, I did my top ten list how by uh,
2: doing it one first watch
1: my, <laughs> I, I screwed that up I did my
2: honorable mentions where Watch Mojo does theirs so meh nah. well
0: doesn't make it correct
1: my, my honorable mentions um, I have Starfield obviously I love Starfield but like Rook said it's not in my top 10 yet because it's still too new um, I mean the game only came out you know a little over a month ago a month and a half ago I feel in time it could make it there, but it's not quite there yet. Number two on my honorable mentions list is a game called X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter. Ooh, that's a good one. It is an (laughs) old school sim, and I love Star Wars, so I had to put it on the list. Silent Hill is also on my honorable mentions.
0: Jeez, I did three of them.
1: You guys almost (laughs) created a
0: whole new list.
1: I only I, I only did four. I did four. So and then number four is Soul Calibur Two. That's my last honorable mention. Um it is just barely didn't make the list, and that's only because I I actually won a tournament playing Soul Calibur two when I was younger, and I won the entire tournament by playing putting it on random character select every round and just like really made everybody mad that I played against <laughs> it. Was, Pretty amazing. That's Um, the the
2: biggest way to insult people.
1: (laughs) Oh, I know. I know. People are getting so mad at me. Uh, Number 10 on my list is Champions of Norad. Um, It is a Diablo-type game, um, action RPG game based off of EverQuest. It was so good.
0: I thought that thing was garbage
1: (laughs) when I played it. It rivaled Baldur's Gate two to me and it was it was very similar and I absolutely loved it and I had a core group of friends that we all played it together and we spent so much time playing it so that's my number ten. My number nine and it's actually surprising if anybody knows me and knows my love of the series it's surprising it's this far down but all the other games before it I, I couldn't help it uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time is my number nine. That, that is-, is a good one. That is yeah. now and probably will always be my favorite Zelda Archon,
0: game. if you guys don't know, is a huge Zelda fan.
1: I am. That I've would played, be... I've played and beaten all of them. That would all be my them. number three Zelda game. Uh, number eight is a game called Medieval for the PlayStation. I know that game. It is a very good game. God. They just recently put it out on uh, PlayStation Plus, and I was super geeked, and I went <laughs> and beat it again. God, I haven't played uh, that in forever. It's so much fun. Uh, number seven is Kingdom Hearts. Um, it was hard to choose which one, but I went with the original because that's the one that I had the most nostalgia from. That would probably
0: be my son's number one or two.
1: Yep. That, I have never played that game. Every game in the series is just amazing. They are so good. Uh, my number six, Diablo Three. I also had a hard time with this one. It was only where...
0: good after they re- redid it.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I have thousands of hours into diablo 3 it's a game that i go back to over and over and over again i'm hoping diablo 4 gets to the same point diablo 2 was there but i think diablo 3 overpasses it just because i simply played it more number five taking it old 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 school going all the way back to the nes super mario brothers 3 I had <laughs> so much nostalgia in playing that game.
0: Oh, I do too. I the levels brother. I still remember the level skips.
1: Oh, uh, me and oh, it me too, dude. <laughs> me too. Me and my me and my my brother and my sister used to sit there and play that game for hours and hours together, and it's some of the best memories I have from when I was a kid with my siblings, so that one had to be on the list. Uh number four, we're gonna keep it. <laughs> Keep it with the mustachioed plumber. Uh, number four is Super Mario RPG. I am super geeked that they are <laughs> remaking that game, and it's coming out on the Switch in just a about a month. And, uh, yeah, I will be uh, taking some time to definitely play through that one. Uh, number three, World of Warcraft. <laughs> Yeah, I got bit by the World of Warcraft bug. Um, I played that game for a very, very long time. A very, very, very long, long
0: time. <laughs> See, that would have only made my list if I was able to say the expansion. But we're not doing expansions, so it didn't make the list.
1: Well, World of Warcraft is is an entire entity. It, it encompasses all of the expansions.
0: Yeah, in that case, it would definitely not because some of those expansions were... Pfft.
1: <laughs> some of the expansions weren't good, but some of them really were, and some of them made up for others. And and then they came out with the classic servers, which were just the good ones. Wrath of the Lich King, yes, Wrath of the Lich King. So, um, as a whole, that game consumed the the last like however many years of my life. So I can't not put it on the list. Uh, number two is probably on a lot of people's lists. I know it's not on Widget's list, uh, but that would be Final Fantasy VII. That's in my top 20. <laughs> uh, no Final comment. VII, oh, maybe it is on Joe's list. But uh, Final Fantasy VII, I'm I'm not talking about the remake. Even though the remake was really good, it was not the original.
0: No, not even close.
1: It was not the original, and the original was the the first.
0: We have talked about this. I so don't many even times, know how to it. I don't know I don't even... why you wouldn't think it wouldn't be on my list.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: it's my okay. favorite okay. story ever written in a video game.
1: That's not true. I can think of another one, and it's also probably on
0: your. We'll list. talk but about that when I get there.
1: My number one <laughs> is a game that consumed my life, and it still consumes my life for the past twenty-four years. It's almost to its twenty-fifth anniversary. I have I calculated it the other day just on one of my accounts and it's not even my original account, but just on my current account, I have over fourteen hundred hours played on just that account. I have three accounts for that game. And my original account, which I probably have at least a thousand hours on. That game is the late the great EverQuest. That was Everquest. a good game. No, 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 It, it was. It, it is a good game. It is still a good game, and every year on their anniversary, they release new time-lock progression servers, which start from the beginning and go through the expansions, and for some reason, every year, I find myself going back and playing on one of these TLPs again <laughs> and playing the game again for months and months on end. I can't help myself. The game just has so much grip in my heart. That I can't help it. I gotta go back and play every every single time.
0: You guys might be surprised to learn that there is not a single MMO on my list anywhere.
1: Why would I be surprised about that? I love I MMOs. Actually, I really I do. I actually would but... be surprised about that, considering that's where I met you in the first Yeah, I was
0: doing Wrath of Lich King. See if I was able to put just Wrath of Lich King on my list, it would be there. <laughs> but, I met you in Burning Crusade, sir. Yeah, right before Wrath came out. Let's hear your fancy list, sir. Oh, yeah. fancy indeed. Um, my honorable mentions are pretty simple. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, um, I have it on the list because I have been really enjoying it. And I love how true to D&D that game is. It would probably be in my top 20 for sure. And, I didn't put
2: it on my list just because I only recently started playing it with yeah, you.
0: The true D&D, the stories they put in there, and the story arcs, and how every decision actually makes a big difference on the on the, on the game itself. Even the, smil- the, the small decisions with some of your companions have an impact. That I love about that. I've run into a ton of bugs in that game that have me reload saves quite a bit, but still enjoying the crap out of it. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. That's
2: a good one. I'm that game D&D. cracks <laughs> me
0: up. It's two of my favorite things. D&D and Borderlands rolled into one. But it was too short on the story. Way too short. If it would have been... Twice as long as what it was, I, it'd be in my top ten for sure. Lands of Lore, The Thrones of Chaos, is an obscure PC RPG that was done in first person, and it had Patrick Stewart in there as, as one of the voices of the as the voice of the king. Oh, nice! So the game is incredible. It was the first voice acted video game I've ever seen before. That's when PC graphics were mind-blowingly better than anything you could find on a home console or arcade. My uncle Bob was a huge gamer, and he introduced me to PC gaming when I was really little, and this is the first RPG outside of a, of an SNES that I beat. It was crazy, I spent like three or four days at his house doing nothing but that game. All right, so getting into my actual list, number 10 is introduce me to my, one of my all-time favorite series, And that's Borderlands. The humor, the first-person shooter mixed with RPG elements was just a win-win-win, and they nailed it.
2: I am surprised that's number 10 for you. Same,
1: same. I am surprised that that's number 10.
0: Uh, Number 9 is Settlers 3. as a PC strategy game and one of the only strategy games I've ever played to death. And went online when they had online um, challenges and, and leaderboards. And made it all the way to number 4 in the world. Nice. Before they closed it down. And it was it's simple, but in-depth. It's one of those that's really simple to play, but you can get super in-depth with it. Um, number 8 is Minecraft. I have played the living crap out of that since it was in alpha. And it still is something that I go back to and I play.
1: Why did I not think of that when I was putting together my list? Because that should be in my top 10. Yeah, well, I'm surprised.
2: Never- we know it's in Joe Sub Ten because he built a
0: server.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: I actually coded an MMO server, and I still have it. I just have I don't have it up right now. Yeah, Arca and I have talked about possibly bringing it up in the future at some point. Uh, mm-hmm. Number seven is Earthbound, and it was an SNES title that I played to death. I beat that That's... so many times.
1: Solid game.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, number six is Starfield, and the reason, yes, it's a new game. But the way they combined a lot of my favorite elements of video gaming into one and made it work, like the base building, the, the Starship design is incredibly detailed. I love it. You, you just not aesthetics, but you have to worry about the engines, or the, every component working correctly. The stories are great. I love the replay value of it. It's definitely in my top 10. Um, and if it goes, If it gets any better, which I know it will, it's going to move down the list. But number six is where it's at right now. Number five is Donkey Kong Country.
2: That's a good
0: one. I was so into that as a kid that um, I actually hand-drew my own strategy guide to find all the secrets to get 100%. Nice. So that my my sister, my mom, my dad, and everyone could use it to get the secrets instead of calling me over to Doom all the time. Uh, Number four is Borderlands 2. And simple enough, they took what Borderlands did and made everything better. They, The bigger skill trees, the better characters, the story was better, more loot, and it was just awesome. That game I have played to absolute death. I've even modded it on my PC, just to play it differently. I uh, played every expansion to death on that thing. And it has by far the best expansion ever made for a video game on Borderlands 2. Number three is Final Fantasy 7. For that very purpose of that story was phenomenal and I loved the combat in that game it was just it was very 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 well done and a lot of people will agree with me on that uh, number two is Skyrim another RPG but it's an action RPG that really um, consumed my life for about three years <laughs> for various reasons <laughs> and number one is Chrono Trigger that's the a reason good game. why that's number one is the combat was revolutionary at this time I still love how they did it. The story was almost Final Fantasy 7 quality, but the replay value was through the roof. I found every ending in that game, including the rare developer's ending where you had to go fight the main boss right when you start the, a new game up with just your one character. And I had to have him level 99 to have a chance at that. <laughs> so yeah, that's my top
2: 10. What's all yeah. this? There were... Maybe a few similarities between ours, but it was vastly different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All, all three of them. Um, I think Archon and I only shared one game on
2: the list. Yeah, I don't think I shared. A Although single we should have
1: <laughs> shared two, because for some reason my mind just totally blanked on Minecraft. Because. And I before Starfield
0: why. came out, me and Archon were in a server, doing creative, and building a medieval city together.
1: Yeah, and it was—it's epic. It's it—it's epic. We've had several people come up and look at our screens <laughs> and be like, "Holy crap, you guys built that!"
0: Yeah, it was it's so much fun.
1: <laughs> hours and hours and hours we spent on that. I can't yep. believe I just, just totally—that game slipped my mind.
0: All right, so we got some news to talk about. Uh, Archon, what's first on that list?
1: Well, I think the biggest news in gaming right now, if you if you like. If, if you are a video game fan, you know that Microsoft just bought Activision Blizzard slash King.
0: I knew that's been in the, the works for a while now.
1: Yeah, it's been in the works for a while, but it, it finally just happened. Um, I actually even just came across it on TikTok saying, you know, Microsoft, this just joined the Microsoft family. And it's got like Diablo and all those games. Um, yeah. Andy Crush.
0: Like, See, just, um... Microsoft's becoming like Disney for movies and video. They're trying to monopolize it, and that's not exactly well, a great thing.
1: If I don't you know think how of, it's not considered a monopoly with what, everything. That well, they I don't monopoly.
2: know. It has something to do with the way our economy works because all the major brands we like for food and stuff, there's like four or five main companies that own them all. So yeah,
0: there's only there, there's there's laws against monopolies in the country. That's why there uh, isn't.
2: There are but they're still considered individual entities as long as they keep them the way they're divided right now, uh, being under the umbrella of Microsoft, but they operate individually. See, Microsoft's doing that correct.
1: Disney's not. Disney is not. They are monopolizing. Here's the thing, though, is, is they operate independently, but Microsoft still says, for instance, with Bethesda, when they bought them... Yeah, we're only releasing your games on Xbox and PC now. You can't release them on PlayStation anymore. And how well, long is it before they do? Kind of smart. Long, how long is it before we say before uh, Activision goes to release the next Call of Duty, and they're like, "Yeah, that's going to also now be Xbox." X2. So
2: Microsoft ain't going to be that dumb. <laughs> Uh, but Microsoft needed for the new series, they needed a Xbox exclusive. And Making Starfield an Xbox exclusive was a smart move on their point,
1: part. I'm I'm fairly certain. Well, they've already announced like Elder Scrolls 6 is going to be exclusive as well, and I'm pretty sure Microsoft already said as soon as this goes through that this last call of duty that came out is going to be the last one on PlayStation. The rest of them are going to be ex- Xbox exclusive. So, well, seeing as PlayStation's been change. kicking
0: the snot out of Xbox for a very long time, this is a very bold and rather smart move by Microsoft.
2: But also on the developer side, it's actually a smart move by wanting to do it because then you don't have to worry about coding multiple different systems. Microsoft right. already has a system for coding between Xbox and PC and making them communicate. Really yeah, Xbox's
0: well. operating system and how it op- the operation for video games is very very similar to how Windows handles it for that purpose. So it's a lot easier right. to port those.
2: Yeah, so yeah. it's just easier for the developers.
1: It's I'm curious to see how PlayStation retaliates though. I mean, you know, they're going to go after something like they- SquareSoft. All right, so
2: Sony, are, Sony already has the Final Fantasy series monopolized to them. Or, or not though. exclusive to them. NPC, uh, they, they've signed Steam, exclusive I
0: contracts. They just don't own that company.
2: That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Um, you have one of the sports games called uh, MLB The Show. That is PlayStation exclusive. And it, to me, it's the best baseball game out there. Uh, PlayStation actually. We're has not arguing more? the fact that they have a lot of exclusives. Yeah, but well, well, I'm just... Microsoft acquiring these
0: companies though is going to guarantee those exclusives, not but, just a contract.
1: The thing, the thing with that though is like Final Fantasy. Yes, that's a huge, that's a huge series, but it's not exclusive to PlayStation. They just have a clause where they have to wait like a year before it can come out on Xbox. But it's still going to come out on Xbox.
0: Did they Final Fantasy remake, remake ever come out on X- Xbox? I thought it was only on PC. No, it's uh... PC and PlayStation only. Yeah, it's not going to Xbox.
1: And and for PC, it's through Steam. 16 is supposed to come out on um, PC and Xbox, I'm pretty sure.
0: Uh, The only thing I've seen is is it was announced for PC.
2: Yeah, but then again, that's because a lot of gamers are switching over to PC. Yeah. The Master Race.
1: No, it's funny because these two companies are so worried about each other. Like Xbox is so worried about PlayStation, and PlayStation is so worried about Xbox. And in the meantime, Nintendo's just like ching 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 ching. We lead mm -hmm. the console war right now. So (laughs) last
2: last I heard, they could operate for a really long time at a negative and still survive. Because Nintendo is n- Nintendo's brand. Their console is not their biggest seller, uh, money maker.
1: Right. It's their games. It's their games.
2: Their- Did you know they started off as a card company? Uh, yeah, I'm still convinced
0: that if Nintendo ever got rid of their system and just and ported their games to third party to all these different systems, they'd make so much more money.
1: Oh, that would. Know. The they take TV. a loss. Okay, so, so listen, listen, listen to Nintendo's strategy here. Nintendo is like, hey, we're gonna make this thing called the Switch Lite. It's way cheaper. It'll run all of our Switch games. It's way cheaper, and you and and you can't play it on the TV. So you got to buy one for each of your kids. Oh, and if each of your kids want to play Mario together, you got to have more than one copy of Mario. So and dude, yet they still take a hit
0: on every every console they sell. They take a hit. Well, they sell it for under. Every-
1: every manufacturer that
2: makes consoles yeah. takes a hit.
1: Yeah, they take a hit on their consoles, but they That's make the only so thing that saves Nintendo
0: games. is their games. Right. If they and didn't have those. It,
1: when you market it to where each household has to buy 3 of each game. You Let's be make honest. A
2: Let's be honest. The thing making Nintendo money right now is Pokemon. Because <laughs> Mario, all, because the anime is licensed. Have you seen that movie by the way? It was pretty good. Um The Mario movie. Oh yeah, I did. (laughs) Yeah, there's my train of thought for you people. I jump between conversation thoughts in mid conversation. (laughs) Hey, look, squirrel, squirrel. But yeah, yeah, Pokemon. Um, they license the hell out of that. Uh, The anime is actually licensed. It's not uh, the game came first. Uh, then you got Super Mario. That brings in a lot of money and it's uh, they can li- they license a half of that so the thing and is Zelda uh, oh yeah Zelda is an Nintendo exclusive ain't it <laughs> yep
1: <laughs> so they have a lot things, of exclusives dude Kirby also they could license
2: it. those their IP creations and not make consoles yeah. and they would make a ton more money because of just licensing a whole lot more
1: and then, and then they do the brilliant thing of they have all these licenses that are only theirs, and then they're like, hey, let's make a game like Mario Kart. And put one all thing of I the would
0: never say about one. Nintendo is they're brilliant, especially with their systems. Their games, yes. But they've been they've had way more flops in the last 20 years, than they did successes.
1: That's true. But their <laughs> their main IP games have always done well. Even on the systems that flop, their main IP games are still not Mario, out of the red. Their Zeldas, they're like... Smash Bros. That game sells insane. I mean, <laughs> one of those games comes out.
0: All it's right. Sold out. Another so. thing in the news right now is from Propstars Entertainment. Mem- 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 blah, 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 blah. I cannot say that word. Memorabilia auction is if you have one million pounds or one point dollars, you will have the chance to bid on the original C three PO head. From A New Hope And that goes on auction November 9th through the 12th So I'm guessing it's going to be far more Than that starting bid
1: As cool as that would be I can think of Oh, way more stuff
0: to do. A million other things I would buy to use that money with, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. so many more things to spend $1.2 million on. I don't have a big enough nerd collection
2: in my house or a big enough space to actually store all that stuff. So, you know it's going to go to some movie producer that's going to fork out the money to have it in a closet yeah,
0: somewhere. Yeah, or some billionaire who, so, yeah, $1.2 million like, is chump change.
1: Somebody like Logan Paul who just spends... Stupid amounts of money on just like random things like Pokemon cards.
0: See C three P always irritated me. I wouldn't want his head.
2: <laughs> it comes to life and starts annoying. <laughs> it starts talking to you. No. Let me translate that for you. Go to hell. That's it. I'm gonna go to your place and take Alexa or Google, whichever one you use, and I'm gonna modify the voice.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So we got a couple little things to go. Still, uh, we're gonna talk about a little bit of TV, and most of this is all Archon's
1: yeah. thing. Um, the biggest thing uh, for me lately, I guess, um, and hopefully, you know, I have some other nerd fans out there of it too. Uh, the Wheel of Time series—it's always been a huge, huge, huge. Like you look at any, you know, our like fantasy novels. Usually, Wheel of Time is one of the top on everybody's list. Um, season one of the show came out uh, a year year and a half or so yeah about a year and okay. a half ago people didn't really like it that much I um, did they, see I, I enjoyed it but I also looked at it as I know this is going to be different from the books you I have to when you look at
0: these these movies or TV shows that are ports from books you got to know they're going to trim it they're going to make it more presentable for the screen and if you don't right. think of it like that, if you think it's going to be an exact clone of the book, you are so poorly mistaken. You're I not going to like and, it from the, you know, from the beginning.
1: And honestly, like, if they made it an exact clone of the book, I probably wouldn't like that either. because We'd probably
0: like, only be, like, in the first 100 pages bored. through two seasons.
1: Yeah, I, I'd be kind of bored because it's like, oh, I've already read this, like, five times. Like, I, I like that they deviated a little. I like that they changed things a little. They did take a lot of really creative freedoms, though, and change some pretty big plot points that, that I think people are valid in being upset about. Um, but then season two came out, and I think it really won back a lot of the fans because season two was phenomenal. As far mm. as I'm concerned, season two was phenomenal. I'm
0: still iffy about it, because some of the characters just really ticked me off with how stupid they were.
2: (laughs)
1: And y'all make me feel bad, because I don't know the series at all. See, they would in the books, too. Like, there was a few of the characters that kind of just ticked me off, too. And they did take a couple story arcs and, and changed them a little bit. But for the most part, they stayed pretty tight to the second book. And I thought they just did a phenomenal job. The way they portrayed a lot of things, like... I'm part of a a Wheel of Time fan club. Uh, I know, nerd. But anyway, I'm part of a Wheel of Time fan club. That's kind of the reason
0: why you're on the show,
1: dude. (laughs) uh, I mean, a lot of the fans that were just trashing season one are coming back and being like, hey, okay, okay. I see what you're doing here. And now they're actually excited for season three, which is great because I was afraid that if season two didn't, if season two went the way season one went with the fans, there wouldn't have been a season three, but now I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm sure there will be.
0: I'm still on the fence with season two. I, I really, really enjoyed season one. I like what they did with it. It was a lot of fun. Two, I'm still on the fence about. I haven't fully finished it yet. I think I have one or two more episodes to go, to go. but um, I look, I'm look, look way, way more looking forward to The Rings of Power.
1: Oh, me too, but that's still a ways away, and yeah. I can't. I don't have the ring rings of power, so this is what I got. So I'm happy with it. I I really enjoyed it. I've I've enjoyed it. The only thing I wish is that it wasn't so short. Like it's like all the good shows. I remember back in the day when you had like good shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer stuff. It was like 22 episode seasons, and now it's like eight episodes.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, that's a a very expensive production, though.
1: That is that is very true. And and I and I understand.
2: Well, it's not just Wheel of Times. Star Trek Strange New Worlds is only eight to ten episodes. Picard was only eight to ten episodes a season. It's yeah. becoming the norm actually. And also, because a
0: lot 10. of the production value, um yeah, like even with Strange New Worlds, it's a of, ton like, of CG.
1: Yeah. Whereas back in the day when you had puppets and stuff and it was like the next generation age. I mean, yeah, you had a ton of episodes. Per and season they
0: can do though. sitcoms a whole lot more episodes because they can film multiple in the day and have it released within a couple of weeks of, of editing. It's not adding all the yeah. extra massive sound and visual effects and all that kind of stuff they add into it.
2: The difference is, though, is a lot of the stuff you are watching is on streaming services. CBS uh they do NCIS which is one of my top shows ever and that still has 20 plus episodes a season
0: again that's more of a sitcom style where it's mostly just paying the actors not so much but, the visual effects
1: Well, like um the CW when they uh, I know you're not a superhero fan but when they did like Arrow and Flash and all those that was a lot of CGI a lot of visual effects and they still did like you know t- 20 episodes a season.
0: Well, I I like Marvel. I've enjoyed a lot. Excuse me. I've enjoyed a lot of the Marvel movies. I just, I don't like DC at all.
1: My, I'm not a huge fan of DC's movies. Like, they have had a couple decent ones. Um, But for the most part, I haven't really liked the DC movies. But the shows, like the Arrowverse shows, were actually really, really good. Really good. Actually, one of my favorite superhero shows of all time is uh, Smallville the original Smallville with Tom Welling about um you know Clark Kent when he was a kid in high school and learning his powers and all that. Dude, I, I absolutely yeah, that, love that that show that.
0: had a lot of critical acclaim
1: I love that show that show was amazing and it, it was a DC show so I mean I, I'm more of a Marvel person myself but I, I I love that show love that show and speaking of superhero shows the other thing I wanted to talk about today um, if you're a fan of the boys, which I know a lot of people are, um, on Amazon, they came out with a new spinoff series called Gen V. That's about you know more of a college take on superheroes, where they're just learning their powers and in going through like a college to learn how to be superheroes and things like so that. So the X Men, kind of, kind of, but it's like so far I have been hooked on that show like Friday morning the first thing I do is go watch that the new episode of that show so that I can mm-hmm. then move on with my day because that show the, the story is so good it's not as graphic as the boys was I mean there's still some obviously <laughs> there's still some gratuitous things in there but for the most part like it's, it's a little bit more toned down which is I know a lot of people are turned off by The Boys because of how graphic it is.
0: So I'm one of them. I, mean, I can't do gore and I watched most of the first episode of The Boys and could not watch it again.
1: Yeah, I think uh this would probably be more up your alley then if 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 you like that kind of thing just because there's not near as much gore. I mean there's obviously a couple spots where people blow up and stuff like that, but like for the most part it's 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 a lot more toned down whereas the boys yes yeah. <laughs> the boy starts <laughs> like
2: off that. the boy starts off with a guy running through a person that's and what turned me off of it
1: exploding them yeah, yeah like literally <laughs> exploding them everywhere i don't so. think
2: you're gonna find many tv series that do gore more than that i got a question for y'all though um are you done talking about gen v yeah all yeah. right so i got a question for you what's your number one science uh tv show sci-fi TV show that's for another list another day man
0: yeah,
2: I just want one, that's, I that's just one. want to know because sci-fi? sci-fi uh strange new worlds for me My, mine is uh the expanse or strange new worlds strange new worlds is up there because see we're going to, have to talk yeah. about that in another episode yeah
1: get yeah,
0: in a little I mean, more detail I mean, about that because I have I mean, a lot of I mean, things to I mean, say about, about that,
1: that. And I guess mine more depends on what you consider sci-fi, like... Science fiction.
0: It's not really anything to consider. It's what it is.
1: Science fiction <laughs> is anything that's, like, not real, basically. Like, no, I can say, like, there's
0: actual terms of definition to it, because fantasy and sci-fi are two very different things.
1: Mm-hmm. What would you consider The Witcher?
0: Witcher is that's fantasy.
1: That's fantasy. That would be fantasy. So... What would you consider... Buffy the Vampire Slayer,
0: mostly fantasy. Yeah,
1: I mean,
2: but it's all sci-fi, sci-fi includes a lot of scientific stuff in it, whether it's yeah. real
0: scientific or fake scientific. Most science fiction movies and TV series and books go more towards the future, and but they're the, the thing, big thing about sci-fi is it's grounded in the rules of our world that but altered. Uh, fantasy does not, and it's usually done in the past or medieval type setting. And usually, with magic and fantastical creatures and things of that nature, um, sometimes they do go into our world, the use of the rules of the modern world, like uh, Harry Potter, for instance. Mm-hmm. But right. there's that tint, that magic, the magical creatures, and there's multiple different subgenres of everything. Like, I write epic fantasy, which is the same thing as, or very similar to what, it's the same category as Lord of the Rings. But we, yeah. I could talk all day about that, so <laughs> I'm not going to.
2: Yeah, like Terra, know, the TV show Terra Nova. That's uh, sci-fi, even though it's about dragons or not dragons, uh, dinosaurs, and going back in time. And yeah, whatnot. very much
0: so. It's because of the going back in time and how they do it, and yeah, using the science.
2: Yeah, I don't know then. Now there I'd is. Ha- I'd have to think about it. I don't know. There is science fantasy as well. That gets really... Science fiction is weird on how they just, just break everything down between science fiction and science fantasy. <laughs> we, that's a whole episode on its own. <laughs> right. All right, so we're getting a little bit low on
0: time, so I just want to bring this up really quick. A board game that I think is a must-play. If you are into doing board games with a group of people, this one is set for three to six people, but I recommend at least four. Um, and that's Betrayal at House on the Hill. It is a massive game that is basically set up to where you, are, you and all your friends playing the game are working together in the beginning of the game, discovering this haunted, or this mansion, basically. It's not quite haunted yet. And as you're going through it, you get different cards, and if you get a certain card called an omen, after so many of those, if you don't roll the dice to go above the amount of omens, a haunt begins. And depending on what items you, the characters have, what room it's in, and all kinds of different factors create a different scenario. And that person who became, the, who met the, the, the requirements to be the haunt is now against everyone else. And it's all, and the game then shifts to where the players are trying to beat that one player. And depending on how, if the haunt wins or the players win it gives you a whole different ending and they have those for all written down it's these massive books you have you have to go to different corners and read them and set the board up based on their real haunt and the, the, the original game itself had 50 different scenarios that were possible I think I've been through about 23 of them and they added an expansion as another 50 scenarios and that's called the Widow's Walk and this game has won the 2017 best science fiction or fantasy board game is also won the 2016 Golden Geek Best Board Game Expansion. It was a nominee actually, but it is costly. Um, if you get the game and the expansion expansion itself brand new, it's going to cost you around a hundred dollars.
1: Still cheaper than Cards Against Humanity.
2: Yeah,
0: if you get the expansion and everything like that.
1: <laughs> and it is, it is a very very fun game. I've played this game as well, and I mean it's you could spend a couple hours playing each yeah, time. Yeah, I, I would
0: recommend it around two hours. Oh. To play it,
1: it. It gets really fun. As it gets further into the game, you're just like,
2: yeah. Haven't, didn't you play this with me once, Rob? I think so. It's been a while. Yeah, it I was think a while you back. you actually brought it over to the house when we played it.
0: I love my board games. And I used to have a nice, massive collection of all these awesome ones. But that's a whole different story. That is our show. I uh, thank you so much for listening to Raw and Nerdy. This is just a taste. What's coming up? We're going to do this every week. We're going to be switching around categories, bringing guests on, and in general, just nerding out. And if you guys want to contact our show with any with an email, with any kind of comment, question, anything you guys want to recommend that we talk about, you can email us in at podcastsraw at gmail.com. Our Twitter, which we're just now bringing up, or, or X, if you will, is podcastraw, or at Podcast Raw. We will be getting a Facebook up in the near future, and we'll announce that as well. And like we said earlier in the show, our Discord is discord.gg forward slash podcasts, or sorry, raw podcasts. And I forget anything else, gentlemen.
2: Our individual Twitter handles.
0: Yeah, I'll get into that. Just want to cover the (laughs) basis of the show. You can follow me individually on Twitter at the widget, W-I-G-I-T.
1: You can follow me at Rook213. And you can follow me at archon 606
0: Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a fantastic nerdy week.
1: Peace out, everybody. Stay nerdy, fellas.